there! I'm Rachel Ehring from Dream Lavender Music, and you're listening to the Dynamic Piano Teaching Podcast, the show that dives into piano pedagogy without being stuffy. If you're a piano teacher who wants to go beyond the method book to create an engaging, innovative studio, you've come to the right place. So let's get started. Hello, teacher friends. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I wasn't planning on doing another solo episode right away after last week's book episode, but as I was reaching out to teachers about being on the podcast, I realized something that I had been sensing in my own life as well, and it's this. This spring has been busy with a capital B. One of my teacher friends said it's like December all over again, and we just have to get through it. I don't know how things are in your life, but my family has had closing programs, track and field day, my son's birthday, Mother's Day, and then there's the spring recitals, trying to prep for summer, and oh yeah, getting sick on top of all of that. Somehow, I don't remember last spring being quite like this, and I'm not sure what's different this year, but there have been days where I just wasn't sure how I was going to get it all done or if I was going to get it all done. So today I want to talk for just a few minutes about how to get through those crazy months like May and December, and even though we still have a thousand things on our plate, how to maintain our sanity and feel good when we get to the next season where things are hopefully a little less hectic. A little bit of background for you. If you followed my Instagram for a while, you know that before I started this podcast, one of my passions was using music for self-care, particularly for moms who were feeling overwhelmed. Honestly, I don't really even like the term self-care for a few different reasons, but I've struggled to find an alternative word that gets the same meaning across, so we're just going to go with self-care. I think people tend to think self-care is getting a pedicure or a massage or buying themselves something nice, or that it's selfish. Um, Those things like massages can be wonderful and certainly can count as self-care. But I want to talk about some other ideas today that I've found to be even possibly more effective, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on any of them. Before I jump in, though, I want to give you permission to take care of yourself. Our society puts so much value on hustling and work ethic and working long hours that many of us, myself included, feel guilty about relaxing or taking time to recharge and take care of ourselves. I think especially as musicians, we fall into this trap of we have to work harder, we have to practice more, we have to be, um, you know, working into the late hours of the night, and sometimes it becomes counterproductive. If you are a parent, this is compounded by the fact that you have tiny humans who are completely dependent on you for all sorts of needs. I know that especially when my son was a baby and toddler, I felt like if I wanted a little time for myself, it required something from someone else. Either someone in my family had to give up their time to watch my son or I had to pay someone to watch him. And I'm certainly not going to get into gender roles and labor inequality and all of that in this episode, but I do want to acknowledge that many women, particularly moms, feel the burden of figuring out the 24-7 childcare. So I'm going to tell you, in case no one else in your life is, that it's okay and it's actually necessary 
to take some time for yourself and spend some time doing something that you love or just resting, reading a great book or getting outside. Now that you have permission, I'm going to give you a few ideas and tips for how to make this happen. I have a question for you. When was the last time you played the piano purely for enjoyment? If you're like me, it's been a while. Do you remember when you used to sit down and just play for fun? I was never a play-by-ear girl, although I wish I was, but I used to love sight reading anything I could get my hands on. I would play Disney songs, musical theater, classical pieces, hymn arrangements, really anything that I could find that made me feel happy and relaxed. Maybe you enjoy writing music or singing along while you play. Maybe you have another instrument that you enjoy playing that you haven't touched in a while. Whatever it is musically that brings you joy, I encourage you to carve out some time for it. Put it in your planner, tell your family to leave you alone for an hour, whatever you need to do to find some musical enjoyment. I want you to do music for fun and let me know how that goes for you. My next idea is a little different, but I hope you'll stick with me through this one. A couple of years ago, I was introduced to meditation. Now, some of you probably just rolled your eyes and are about to hit the stop button, but stay with me. I haven't gotten deep into meditation. I would consider myself a beginner, even though I've dabbled in it for a couple of years. But when I do it, especially if I'm consistent for a while, it really is so lovely and makes me feel much more grounded and centered and less stressed out. So if you're feeling anxious, overwhelmed, like you're losing your patience more than you would like to, I encourage you to give meditation a chance. Now you might be thinking, Rachel, I would have no idea where to even start with meditation. That's how I felt when someone first suggested it to me. I was like, okay, great, but I don't even know where to start or what that means. So I'm going to tell you what I do and maybe that will help you get started and you can go from there. I like to do a guided meditation and there are tons of free ones on YouTube where a person is guiding you through the meditation and there's usually some soft soothing music or nature sounds and everything is meant to help you relax and focus on your breath and your thoughts. If you have never done meditation before, you're probably going to be worried about doing it right or worried about your mind wandering. But I want to tell you not to think too much about those things. Even, honestly, if you listen to the meditation as background sound while you were doing dishes with a baby on your hip, I think it would still make you feel more relaxed. I'm certainly not suggesting you do that, but the point is that even if you don't keep your mind completely focused or do it for a long time every day, it's going to make a difference. And it's going to help improve your mindset and your feeling of groundedness. My personal favorite YouTube channel for meditation is called Boho Beautiful, and I'll link to it in the show notes. I love the lady's voice, and it has really nice, soothing music in the background. All right, so we've talked about playing music for fun and meditation as self-care. Of course, no episode about self-care would be complete without bringing up the dreaded E-word, exercise. Of course, we all know that exercise is good for our bodies, so I want to share some of my experiences, and maybe it will help you if you aren't in love with exercise, which I'll be honest, I am not. First of all, let's just banish the word exercise from this episode and talk about moving your body. Before I became a mom, I used to run and work out, go to the gym, 
Not that I ever really loved these things, but I did love the way it made my body feel, and I also could tell a difference in the clarity it brought to my mind. I was performing as a pianist a lot more back then, and I could tell a significant difference in my focus, my nerves, my performance anxiety, and even the number of mistakes I made when I was consistently moving my body versus when I wasn't. After my son was born, I had such a hard time being consistent in this area. When he was a baby, I could take him for walks in the stroller, and then as he got older, he would ride his little balance bike or scooter and we'd go for walks, but it just was never as consistent as I wanted it to be. But that changed recently. Back in August, we got a little beagle puppy named Frida. And let me tell you, Frida is something else. She's cute and funny and sweet and sometimes cuddly, but most of all, she is full of energy. So it became clear pretty quickly that Frida was going to need a lot of walks. And so she became my walking buddy. It took us a few months to figure out our routine, but now every night after dinner, my husband and son hang out and do their boy stuff and Frida and I go for a nice long walk together. This is my chance not only to get some movement in, but I always take my earbuds and catch up on my favorite podcasts during our walks. I don't have to talk to anyone or answer any questions. No one's asking me to do anything for them. Well, I might have to clean up some dog poop, but I guess that's worth it. I get to be outside and Frida and I both get what we need for the evening. I've come to really look forward to our walks every evening. I don't even think about it as my chance to exercise or move my body. I just think, oh, I get to go outside. I get to be by myself. I get to walk around the lake and it's glorious. You might want to listen to music or an audiobook, or maybe you prefer silence and just want to get out and enjoy nature. But if you can find a way to get outside and move your body, you will be so thankful that you did. I really believe in this and believe that you'll notice a big difference if you do it consistently. So my challenge to you this week is to find a way to rejuvenate your body and spirit, whether it's getting out in nature, reading a great book, moving your body, trying meditation, or maybe it's simply drinking more water or eating more fruits and vegetables. Whatever you choose, commit to one small thing for you. Not that you need it, but you have my permission to give your kids some extra screen time, order takeout, hire a babysitter, whatever you need to do to have a little time for you. To end this episode, I'm going to do something a little bit unconventional. I'm going to play some relaxing music for you, and I want you to first of all, breathe. Take some big, deep breaths that you can feel through your entire body. If you aren't driving or in the middle of something important, you might want to close your eyes and focus on your breathing. Once you feel your body start to relax, check in with it and notice if you feel any tension. Start with your forehead and then focus on your cheeks, your jaw, your shoulders, and continue scanning down your body and relaxing your muscles as you go. If you find your mind wandering to your to-do list or other stressors, you can try making a mental gratitude list while you're listening. Start thinking about the things you're thankful for and the things in your life that are bringing you joy right now. I hope that some of these ideas have been helpful to you, and I would love to hear from you. 
You can DM me on Instagram and tell me what is bringing you joy and how you are taking care of yourself in this busy season. Without further ado, I give you some music for relaxation. Thank you for listening.
thinking about automating your payments and scheduling so that you have more time to spend on the creative side of teaching? If you feel overwhelmed by the options and aren't sure where to start, check out Fonz.com. I use Fonz every day for scheduling and setting up billing. Not only does it simplify things for me and saves me a ton of time, but it makes it easy for my studio families to set up automatic payments and it sends them appointment reminders, which has cut down significantly on missed lessons. So if you are still sending out individual invoices and waiting for checks to arrive, click on the link in the show notes for Fonz to start your free trial today.